The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Hi, everybody. This is pro wrestling legend Jim Cornette, and you're listening to The Rough House. The opinions expressed in The Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet-purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast, courtesy of the Realm Network, here at the Rough House, where black people and white people watch wrestling. And Hispanic people, too. And all people. Balls. <laughs> Chinese balls. Like what? The 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 the, t- the type that you like spin around in your hand that sure. you the, yeah. the chimes? Yeah, that those, those work the, too. The, cha- the chattiest chat? The chattiest chime balls. <laughs> Everybody chime time. Bing ball o'clock. <laughs> hey guys. Welcome to the Rough House Podcast. I'm Christoph. I'm Marty. And I may still be drunk from last night. Hey. It's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. It's all right. Uh, our boy Christoph enjoyed a Thursday on a Friday and a Saturday. <laughs> Thursday hey. on a Friday, the side of the big city, everybody. Hey. hey. So, but early 2000s emo music for you. Yeah, yeah. Just crying into my fucking cheap-ass Miller-like can. <laughs> Speaking of early 2000s, I noticed you are rocking the Hatebreed hoodie today. This hoodie actually purchased at said auto bar. Oh! Uh, years, the first time I saw Hatebreed, it was one of the most ridiculous concert experiences of my life. This was my first like hardcore metal show. Yeah. Uh, it was Hatebreed, Converge, Whoa. and Poison the Well. Wow. All together at that the auto bar. That is a grouping. Hell yes. And this was my first experience with, uh, you know, people jumping on stage and then walking on people's heads in the crowd. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just the most ridiculous. That's all bands now. Oh, no, no, yeah. There's no fun anymore, <clears throat> yeah. which is fine because with my back, there's no chance yeah, that's yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, that was a, this is a vintage hoodie from that era that I yeah. still wear. Uh, it's very faded, but uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's any it's Anytime I see the Hatebreed logo, I think of... Uh, what was it? I will. I will be. What's the name of the I track? I will be heard. I will be heard. From Thank Perseverance. you. Uh, also on the Triple X soundtrack, I believe. Basically, a song that was used by pretty much every single indie wrestler in the early oh, yeah. 2000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they had a lot of uh, anthemic uh, yeah. sort of songs for that sort yeah. of thing. Live for this from um, oh fuck, what was the name of that record? God damn it. Uh, Supremacy, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was the one before Supremacy. I don't know. Rise of Brutality. There you that go. That was the one. Yeah. That was big Hatebreed uh, hate Mark back in the day. But yeah, I think off the top of my head, I've seen both, and and this ages me and, and definitely puts it you know of its time. I've seen both CM Punk and Homicide come out to that <laughs> theme. <laughs> not on the same show. No, not on the same show. Not on the same <laughs> show. Poor planning. There was. The oh, God. The. Enjoy the throwback machine to Uncle Marty's visits to indie wrestling. Uh, it was like, the, why is that not a segment? I know, right? We really should make that uh, a segment. I think it was the 2002 Super Eight. Okay, you know, when the Super Eight was still a thing that uh-huh. people cared about. Uh, there was no less than like four guys who came out, including Chris Sabin, who came out to songs from the Linkin Park album Meteora that had come out that same week. Uh, look, there are some bangers on that record. I will stand by it. I just love that half the half the the tournament members of the Super Eight came out to songs from the same album that came out that week. Hey man, they were huge. Oh, no disagreement. Massive. It, it just was like, oh, it's another guy wearing kick pads coming out to a Linkin Park song. <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> was, uh, and here comes Chris Saban to Don't Stay from Lincoln Park. And their new album, Meteora, available right now in Atlantic Records. Hey, watch him on TNA Wednesday nights on pay-per-view. Hail Saban. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, but Chris, it's been another fucking whirlwind. Whirlwind of a week. Now, I think part of the reason why it feels like a whirlwind is like there are other companies with things going on right now. Like, yeah, this is like, true. When we had just WWE stuff going on, right? That, you were that scraping. Was, yeah, we, we there. <laughs> there were a few weeks where we we're just like, "What the fuck even happened? Yeah. Well, how are we going to talk about it for an hour?" But right now, we are in the heat of it because. WWE building the mania. Correct. Uh, Ring of Honor and New Japan both having big events. Ring of Honor having the 17th anniversary show. Yep. New Japan going through the New Japan Cup right now. Mm -hmm. They're both heading to the big MSG show. Mm -hmm. AEW laying the groundwork for their May show. Right. Like a lot of stuff is happening right now. Yes, correct. Uh, NXT having some oh, yeah. big shakeups as well. So I think it goes without saying one, we're going to spoil. We're going to spoil a little bit right. the NXT tapings yes. because I think we need to talk about what they're planning for TakeOver. So right. apologies in advance. Right. Uh, and I, I think just to talk about what they've got planned for the G1 Supercard, I'm spoil a little bit of upcoming Ring of Honor TV. Okay, um, they already taped TV? They taped TV last night, okay. and they set up uh, another few matches for the G1 Supercard. In fact, they announced one match for the G1 Supercard, which spoils New Japan Cup action that hasn't even happened yet. No! Yeah, yeah. Um, but but let's start with Fastlane. Yeah, 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 yeah. That a, was a week ago. A, a week ago point. today. Uh, oh, by the way, top top of the podcast to you, Chris. Top of the podcast to you. <laughs> yeah. Right it here. Hey. It's the Becky Lynch cast. <laughs> yeah. Um, Is that Beavis? <laughs> no, I don't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need TP for me bunghole. <laughs> Burn them all. Wait, that's, <laughs> that's not right. Um, so uh, Fastlane was last week. Yeah. A mixed bag of a show. Um, I thought it was mostly good. Uh, I, I There were parts I liked. There were parts I didn't like. Okay. I, I loved the four-way for the U.S. title. Agreed. I loved the three-way for the world title. Double agreed. Uh, even though the crowd was definitely not as into. Right. Uh, it at first. It, it at first because they definitely wanted Kofi Kingston to be a part of it. Sure. Uh, but hey, Mustafa Ali went, cool, you guys don't like me? I'm going to die for your sins. Yes. <laughs> and just. Our Muslim Christ. Uh, good God. Whether it was <laughs> the the Daniel Bryan dropkick that sent him to the floor, yeah. which is one of the sickest bumps I've seen. And he's done that before. And I'm yeah. like, stop doing that, dude. Yeah. It's up there with the big E spirit of the floor yes. in terms of things where I'm just like, don't, yeah. don't do that anymore yeah, yeah, yeah um but the the moonsault into the flying knee is one of the craziest finishes i've ever seen that was hella brutal dude <laughs> just <laughs> it was ridiculous i mean when they did when they had the slow-mo version yeah you could see how what i mean beautifully timed it was yeah and how actually weirdly kind of safe it was because he didn't totally extend for yeah, the moonsault yeah, yeah, yeah like it wasn't the cleanest moonsault ever right but God damn, what a spot. Like it was outstanding. Never in a million years would I think to try that spot. And well, no. I mean, look well, at us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not just because of the fact that I'm completely unathletic, just <laughs> that there's a, a small margin of error. error. There's, there's a big margin of error. Yeah, there's yeah. a small margin of success. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> there, just that that window is tiny. My very, friend. very tiny. Yeah. And uh, hey, they nailed it. It was amazing. And uh, Owens looked pretty great in there too. Yeah, I was worried, especially once it got made a triple threat, that you know his his comeback would be kind of lukewarm. But right. I think he had a he had a solid showing. He got some good shit in. Right now, at the same time, I really didn't care for uh, Becky Charlotte because. Uh, was nothing. Well, and, and this is what we were talking about last week. Like, why even have this match? Yeah. Because, one, we knew what the outcome was going to be. And yeah. And I do believe I called Ronnie interfering on yes. Becky's behalf. Yes. Uh, to just be that guy on the internet with the microphone because yes. I'm a fucking dork. Um, so that Told you! We knew that was going to happen. Uh, we knew that Becky was going to get into that match one yes. way or another. And the fact that they're s still selling this knee bit from yeah. the rumble from what at this point it was five weeks yeah at that point it was five yeah. weeks now it's like six or something and they're still doing the crutch bit yeah it was i wasn't expecting a charlotte becky level match because obviously they want to save all that goodness for mania right but it just it just it was kind of a boring waste of time yeah, yeah, I, I and and that was the bummer of it yeah because 
you know, we've seen those two have incredible matches. Sure, yeah. uh, most recently at Evolution, uh-huh. the the insanity that was that match. Figure eight through a ladder. Uh, yeah. So on paper, I was really excited for it, and I also thought it was going to be the main event of the evening. Right. Uh, it turned out not to be. Right. Um. So look, I get it. It puts heat on Ronda uh, for her. I guess heel turn now. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I think she's kind of fully leaned into it. But on on the whole, just I was like, oh, that's that's a bummer. It it, it just was uh, a wet fart of a yeah of a segment for it me. Didn't help Becky. No. And no. you know, Charlotte kind of is is where she was going into it. Right. You know, nothing really uh, changed in that regard. But yeah, if if anything, it it knocked Becky's like uh, coolness down a little bit. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it, it, it tempered it down. Yeah. I, I feel like. With the two hottest stories right now in the WWE, whether it's Becky or Kofi Kingston, right. they are so close in both instances to completely blowing it. Right. Well, with with the Kofi thing, I think it's because it was something they weren't expecting to sure. happen, so they didn't have plans for. With the Becky thing, this this was their plan, was to have this up and down, in and out sort right. of thing. Since at least Survivor Series, right? right. And why... Why was this your plan? <laughs> why, yeah. why, you know, I get rumble on, you know, to really go full throttle with it, but to, you know, have her get taken out of the match, then have to win her way back into a match she already won her way into. It right. just, it, it was just a roundabout way to just extend the story, but it didn't, it extended it, but it didn't advance it. Exactly. You know, in a way that made you interested to watch. Cause, yeah. We know what the end game is. Exactly. We're in the end game now. Yes. Okay. Whatever it takes. Thanos is going to show up. He's going <laughs> to snap a finger and away goes Ronnie until Survivor Series next year. Apparently. Whatever it takes to get Becky in the mania. Yeah. Uh, you know. So yeah, it, it was just, it was just worthless. Yeah. It really accomplished nothing. Right. Right. And and then you have on on the Kofi side. Uh, we'll talk about what happened on SmackDown a bit more. Uh, as the show goes on, or at least in theory, we will, because we tend to say we'll get back to that, yeah, and we that don't. don't. Yeah, that happens. Um, so on Fastlane, they had him go against the bar. Yeah, well, so, you know, at the beginning of the show, Vince said, hey, uh, we want to see Kofi in the office. And then Kofi waits throughout the tag match yes. uh, that was on the pre-show. Um, and then another match after that, maybe, I yeah, think, Yeah, I, I think it was once they got It was after the, the Shane show. stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then they kind of barge into Vince's office and Vince being the dickhead, I've been waiting for you for an hour. Where have you been? Which from what I understand was a rib on creative never going into seeing Vince, which, you know, okay. that's hilarious to everyone watching at home. Yeah. <laughs> right. It really translates well. Yep. So funny. <laughs> so then they go in and talk about how, you know, he's earned his way and is, you know, the same fire promo they've been cutting about, you know, the man's been here 11 years and has earned a spot and he's right. and everything like that. He's like, okay. And then Vince very wisely chooses his words and says, the WWE title match is now a triple threat and go get ready. Your match is on next. Right. So he never specifically says you that are Kofi in is it. in yeah. that match. Yeah. And it's it was kind of a... Kind of a, a clever fuck you. See, that was you know something that kind of made sense for me to advance the story. Right. But I didn't have to see Kofi, you know, just get dismantled by the bar. That was a no-win situation any way you cut it. Well, you could have had him squeak out a victory somehow. But then the bar looks like shit. Yeah, but what's the bar doing right now? I recognize they're not doing anything, but it's just it, – it's one of those things where – you know, rising tide raises all ships. Typically, there's no tide, so all the ships just like got destroyed, and no one gives a shit now. Like, <laughs> Kofi got the shit kicked out of him by two guys. Okay, Kofi looks like a dingus. Right. Uh, and the bar, the looks bar, like, they, they look like okay, two guys can beat up one. No shit. Right. So, so they get nothing out of right. it. Like that did nothing for anyone. Right. And if the idea is well, it was to build sympathy for Kofi. No, now the crowd's like, why the fuck did I even? Right. Put my invest myself in it. Uh, like it's the wrong kind of heat. Like okay, uh, I I was going to bring up this analogy later, but I saw someone explain a, a really interesting analogy for the WWE is, WWE is right okay. now, which is, <clears throat> and it's it's a shame uh, our dear friend Justin is not on this episode because it is a Transformers comparison. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Because everyone who is critical of the wwe right now there is a subsect of fandoms going well hey yeah ratings are going down but look at how much money they're making 
you uh-huh. know, they're going to make all this money. They're going to continue making all this money. It can't be stopped. The the fact is, you know, they they have a live TV product. There's always going to be yes. an audience for them on television. There's always going to be an audience from the network to give them a lot of money to do so. Right. Well, let's take a look at the Transformers franchise. Right. Because th- the first movie was, eh, it was fine. And it made a good chunk of change. Yeah. And the second one, not good. Not good. And it made even more money. Yeah. And the third one. Constructicon balls. Third one, I, you know what? Personally, I think the third one's better than the second one, but still not great. Third one was the one with Sentinel Prime? Uh, Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So, but that one broke a billion dollars. Who would have thought that movie would make a billion dollars? But know. it made a billion dollars. Revenge of the Fallen, right? Uh, was... That was the second one. Third one was Dark Side of the Moon or Dark uh, of the Moon? Oh, yeah, Dark of the Moon. Okay. Then there was the fourth one with Mark Wahlberg. and was like, hey, how could this be bad? It's got Dinobots, and it was terrible, but it still made a billion dollars. And then that fifth one, they actually tried to make a good movie again, and no one was there. Was and that it, the last night? The last night, okay. and it made $500 million, and now it's considered, you know, the franchise is considered a flop, and it's considered toxic, and Paramount doesn't want to do anything with it beyond reboot it. So the WWE is in a place right now where on a weekend, week out basis, they are taking these characters that people are invested in and basically saying with their storytelling, none of this matters. You shouldn't give a shit. Yeah. And they've been telling people this for years now, but the amount of money they're getting keeps going up. But at the same time, the audience that they're drawing, whether live in attendance or on television, keeps going down. Right. They're going to have their last night moment very soon. I can't imagine the next round of television deals being anywhere near no. as fruitful. No, unless something magical happens and, you know, Bruce Pritchard takes over, you know, creative and Or Vince drops dead. Not that I want a man to die. Yeah. <laughs> that, that uh, you know what? I'll, I'll phrase it this way. I'll be more positive. Vince retires. Well, we all know that Vince will never That's not true. run the company. He when will he's be alive. forced into retirement by death. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. The father time is undefeated. Exactly. Uh, exactly. As, as Justin, the number would one say. cause of death. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, you're you're you're. That's kind of spot on. Um, and I'm I'm trying to think of my personal rebuttal to that as just for how I watch wrestling, and I'm. I, sure, I get sucked into storylines. Sure, but it's more about characters and yeah. performers. Yeah, for me personally, for you. But you're the hardcore. Well, that's true. That's true. But and, and I recognize so much of WWE right now is catered to the hardcores. Right. But like they cut off their nose to spite their face all the time yeah. to try to reach that mainstream interest. Right. And the more that they put all of this effort into storytelling or lack thereof. To end up with it just blowing up into a wet fart and go, ah, well, that guy sucked. He always sucked. And it was pointless to ever like him. (laughs) Which, I mean, shit. Look at EC3 as a great example. Who? EC3 is a guy who they built up. Where's he? He built up on Smack, and on SmackDown, excuse me, on NXT Uh as a guy that was worth watching. He was a guy who they picked, who they cut. And they picked back up because they're like, he's worth something now. Yeah. And they called him up to television and did nothing with him for weeks. The last time we saw him, he was staring at himself in the mirror. And this week, he is jobbing to Tyler Breeze on main event. Yeah, I know. This is what they're doing with with people who they deemed themselves as having value. Right. Well, I mean, everybody, you know, not everybody can win every match. And I recognize that. But it's just, it, it is a... Don't call them up then. That's, right. That's the answer. Right. And, and what you're telling me for NXT, which, you know, again, cater to the hardcores, but it's also supposed to be this idea of these are the guys you're going to see coming up next. Right. That's what the fucking name's supposed to mean. Yes. You see them coming oh, up next. Oh, I get it. See, they're coming up next. Awesome. I'm going to get invested in them. And right. then you tell me on a quarterly basis... That these people I gave a shit about are worthless. Yeah. And therefore should be ignored. Unless they're Ricochet and Alistair Black. <laughs> Even they didn't win those belts on Sunday. No, but they didn't get pinned. That's true. That was more Glory's Chad's fault. That's true. Um, yeah, everything you said. 
is correct. And the fact that, you know, they had an opportunity when they brought in Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Uh, one, a year, a little over a year ago, they're like, you know, she's going to be around. She's going to be full time. She's going to be a main figure. She's going to be the new. She's going to be the face of the women's division, all this sort of stuff. That was their opportunity to get those extra eyes to mm-hmm. spike the ratings, to spike attendance. And right. Stuff like that. And what they've ended up doing is they've made just such ridiculous, stupid stories that if a new person did say, hey, you know, I was a big Rousey fan of UFC. I used to watch wrestling back in the day. Maybe I'll give it another shot. Yeah. And then they tune in and see, you know, this this circling bullshit in this storyline. You're like, and these people are probably sitting there thinking like, yeah, this is this is not good. Why am I watching this? I know one of the biggest fears we all had about Ronda when she brought in was that she was going to be female Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Her being female Brock Lesnar would would be a boon yeah. to her creatively right now because all it would be is the big money matches. All it would be is the big money fights. Yeah. I mean, I was reading an interview. I, I forget his full name, but his short name's Kaz. There's an ex-writer, uh, uh, creative guy who who recently left WWE. He's okay. been doing basically the, the podcast The shoot circuit. interview. Yeah. And he was talking about how the reason why Brock signed on, the reason why Brock stayed, and the reason why Brock's happy right now is he's basically, along with Heyman, just going, I want to do a match with that guy. Yeah. That can draw money. I want to do a match with that guy. That can draw money. He's literally, as opposed to being involved in like standard creative conversations, he's literally right. dictating, let's go for the big fights. Yeah. And that's what Ronda should be. Like, There's no reason why over this past year it shouldn't have been, and they were doing it for a little while there. Ronda versus Alexa, Ronda versus right. Nia Jax, Ronda versus Charlotte, Ronda versus Asuka. Ron- like, just build the name, and then boom, you get Ronda. Yeah. But instead, they're, you know, especially with this Becky Charlotte thing, they've tried to put her into, uh, for her, an untenable place of let's have her sell matches through storytelling. Yeah, and her promos, which are not really amazing. They feel realer than other promos, which I will give her credit for. Like, my understanding is her and Paul Heyman working through shit backstage. Yeah, but why not just have Paul come out and say the words? If you want to make her into the female Brock Lesnar, the dude is right fucking there. Yeah, yeah. Especially since she's turned heel. Right. it's It's just frustrating to see these no miss concepts. Yeah. Whiff time and time again. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you mentioned Ricochet and Aleister Black. I hope things go well with Black them. Flips. Yes, Black Flips. I hope it goes very well. Uh, I, as I said last week, I'm really concerned about our boy Johnny because I don't know what the hell they're going to do with him. Although, from this week's NXT tapings, maybe they're going to rescind that yeah. main roster pool. Yeah, yeah, for the time being. Yeah. Maybe um, a smart idea. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, really will talk about that in a minute, <laughs> but yeah, it, it was it was just kind of frustrating, you know, to to see on the Becky side and the Kofi side, especially during Fastlane, this microcosm of, okay, cool, you've done more with them that make me care less about them. Right, just you know, at a certain point, you have to give the people what they want. Right, uh, and if you don't have enough really good ideas to stretch it for three months, then start it later. I hate to be that guy who brings up New Japan booking when we're talking about WWE because I know there's so many that do, and it's such the smarky thing. Yeah. But New Japan has a very simple idea, which is we build to a finish and we pay it off. Yeah. Yes. Kenny Omega eventually had to beat Okada. Yeah. He did. He won the belt. Took a couple years, but he got there. Exactly. Tanahashi had this... Amazing year where he went from being the beaten down, broken down ace to right. the resurgence in the summer to winning the belt. And then he lost it to the young op- upstart because he didn't need to be involved in it anymore. Right. Story was played out. I think pretty much everyone knew Tanahashi was going to win at the Tokyo Dome. Mm-hmm. Just because it's predictable doesn't mean it's bad. Right. And I feel like there is this gut feeling sometimes to WWE creative of if they know where the story's going, they're not going to stay invested. I'm more invested if I know I'm going to see the, the payoff. Right, and then they swerve just to swerve. And there's no re- there's no need to do that. No, all it does is piss the people off. There's there's no you got to bust that nut, man. Yeah, you got to get in there. You got to lube up your left hand and just go you for just it. You got to crank away, and then you just got to fucking paint the wall 
milky white. Exactly. Oh, oh god. Exactly. Sick with that. Anyway, <laughs> that 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 was that was a lot of complaining about WWE creative fan splaining. We're yes, fan splaining. Yes, here. but I don't. I I get frustrated not out of that smarky place of everything they do is crap. I don't think everything they do is crap. I want to really like the stuff that they the, really want me to like, and I do like some of the stuff. They are so close. Yeah, it's so many instances to doing something really fun and really cool. Like if they had just said. You aren't getting the title match at Fastlane, Kofi. You're getting it at WrestleMania. Yeah. And then that was just, he just was looming in the background. Right. They still could have done Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan. Yeah. They still could have done all these different things. Just Kofi's the destination. Yeah. I mean, that's what they did not that long. I mean, it, it was long ago now, but I'm thinking like the the build for Austin and Rock for WrestleMania 17. One of the best builds ever, uh-huh. admittedly. But The Rock had the match at the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Like that, I mean, to me, not Rumble, uh, uh, Mania. Like it was, it was this thing that we knew right. that was going to happen. The excitement was to see who was going to end up on the other side of that. There, and well, you know, it's it's not hard to to just call your shot and then eventually deliver it. Counterpoint. Yeah. Once and twice in a lifetime. Fair. <laughs> fair. That's a fair point. <laughs> Where it was a year build and it was kind of nothing until the last yeah. couple months and then some empty arena promos. And, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Fair point. <laughs> Touche. Uh, but, you know, that is to say that it can be done. Yeah. Um, I but- mean, even with this Ronda Becky Charlotte, tell us that's what the match is going to be at Mania. Then you do six person tag. Yeah, you just and... haven't beat each other up until then. You yeah. Know? Ronda invades SmackDown. Right. Why that hasn't happened, I have no idea. Like, it's, again, it's not that hard. And I don't know why Stephanie McMahon's involved. I don't know why. She created women's wrestling. That's cool. <laughs> you don't see Chad Baseball pop up every time that the World <laughs> Series happens. <laughs> Fifth generation baseball. Chad Baseball. Chad Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that's funny. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, anyway, uh, it would be that would be uh, Chad Doubleday. Yeah, oh, I believe. My apologies. My apologies. <laughs> Good old. Sure, Amber. it wasn't Clint Tops. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Robert Fleer. Oh, okay. <laughs> not, not to be confused with Flair. Fleer. Uh, so, um, <laughs> anyway, Fastlane mixed bag of a show. I did like the Shield match a lot. Shield match was fun, man, and you know, pure greatest hits, yeah. and that's what it needed to be. Yeah, you got you had Rollins dive off the uh, the balcony in the crowd. You yep. had Ambrose run across the tables. Mm-hmm. You had the uh, the shield bomb. Yeah, uh, you had uh, the Superman punches and spears and knees yeah. and all the, all the, all the fun stuff. I'll tell you one of the shocking um, good things of that match was Baron Corbin. Actually, yeah. Dude, uh, that deep six he hit on, uh, was it Rollins or was it Reigns? I don't remember. I think it was Rollins. I think it was Rollins because he threw him around real nice. Yeah. Uh, but, man, that Definitely was- Definitely sounds like Rollins at yeah, that point. <laughs> yeah, that one, that was real nice. Um, I, so. I actively forgot because of how, again, how poorly they've been putting him on television that Corbin's really fun sometimes. Yeah. yeah if he's got a smaller guy, he can toss around. Yeah. And you know what would have been great? If he wasn't on the show on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> to sell the fact that he got his ultimate comeuppance from the Shield, right. but you know, but you know, that's me. Baron's going to be there. Um, what I did like about Fastlane, and I think this is something that they can uh, do moving forward, is have the um, the narrator slash uh, Greek chorus of Elias pop up like two or three times. I did enjoy that, giving fun, quick minute, minute and a half recaps with some jokes and poking fun at the local town. I really enjoyed those peppered through. Out the night. It, it it was a it's almost an apple to oranges thing where they're different, but hey, they're both fruit. It reminded me a lot of and and I don't know how much you were an ECW fan, Chris. Not much. But there used to be what fans called the Pulp Fiction promos, right? Where during different segments of the TV show, uh, the what whatever the surf rock song from Pulp Fiction is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I uh, Dick Dale's, Dale's Miserloo. Yes, Miserlou thank you. Whatever, yeah, uh, they would play that. And it was just back to back to back promos okay. from everyone on the roster. Right. And it was just like, okay, I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna understand, and here's who this guy is. Right. Here's who they're feuding with, here's what they're angry about, or here's a goofy comedy segment with these people. And everyone's promos were like thirty seconds. But right. it was this idea of 
hey, let's establish what's going on. Motivations. With everybody. Right. If you're telling me that Elias is now like the watcher of the WWE, (laughs) I'm cool with it. Yeah. I'm cool with it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I I also really enjoyed that. And and I, I... I hope that's part of Mania too. Yeah. Well, the the rumor is that there may be some kind of Undertaker Elias thing Ooh. happening, which fuck the Undertaker. But uh, you know, if he just comes out, choke slams Elias, that'll be a great time. Comes for me. out, does does the promo for Stamps dot com. Oh god. <laughs> no, uh, that will be that's going to be great because the bathrooms will be empty and I can go. Uh, there you go. I can go drop my deuce or whatever I have yeah. to do at that point. At, yeah, because uh, you got some time. Yeah, I'll With have the Undertaker some time. Entrance yeah. alone. Yeah. 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 So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have zero interest in sitting through anything Undertaker related ever again, um, but uh, but yeah. So but the the road to Mania continued on on uh, Monday and Tuesday with Raw and SmackDown. Correct. Raw uh, gave us uh, some pretty big build as we got the uh, official announcement of the Triple H Batista match. Yep. Um, yeah. Big Dave showed up, mm-hmm. whiny and petulant, and yes, with the Guardians of the Independent scene. I I did like that line a lot. <laughs> Uh, and Which you're destroying the fourth wall there. Yes, but, you know, hey, uh, and and it wasn't uh, it wasn't NXT Dad Triple H. It no. was the game it, yeah. in his leather jacket. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's important to to denote oh, yeah. the difference between the two, especially because he showed up as NXT Dad Triple H during the tapings right. Wednesday night. Um, yes. But I, I get lo- yourself a man who could do both. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know what? I really want the Triple H Mark pick where. Suit Triple H is pointing to leather jacket Triple H. <laughs> I'm sure it exists somewhere. OG538, right get on that. <laughs> That's a great meme. <laughs> Make it happen. Um, but I, I, I liked the promo. I, if if I'm going to be that guy, it's still a little weird that the idea is Batista beat up Ric Flair uh-huh. because Triple H won't give him a match. I guess. Yeah. And... Triple H, but is that was give- never established in kayfabe in the storyline. No, that no. was that was always just something you know. Whenever Batista would do a promo tour for a movie, yeah, he'd be like, hey, you ever plan on going back to the WWE? And he'd say, you know, if I ever go back, it'll be for one more run against Triple H. Yeah, and he just kept putting it out there and putting it out there and talking about how you know it was in the plans but never went through years ago. So if right. you if you didn't know that, yeah, then he just showed up to beat up a, a septuagenarian. Yeah. And um and that was it. Yeah, and it should be that Triple H wants the match because Ric Flair got beat up. But instead he's like, oh well I'll give you this match because you want it so bad. Well now it's more of a revengeance thing. Yeah. I, it's... I, I, I guess a little bit. Uh I don't know. Whatever the match, yeah, the is, match should be fun. It should be and fun. And the build's it's, been a lot of fun. The build, the build has been fun, and it's not going to be a fucking clinic classic. It's no, going to be no a the, brawl. But I can't imagine it. Be, it when they said it was no holds barred, I was like, awesome. Yeah, all of the gimmicks. Yeah. No rest holds. Yes, yeah. exactly. But I, I, I don't need chair I, shots, know. table shots, sledgehammer right. shots. Hopefully, it turns out better than the uh, Super Showdown shit show. Yeah, yeah. That was, was that no holds barred too? Or was that just a tag match? No, they they went into the crowd and like remember oh, there was yeah, like that's a right. backdrop or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the moonsault to the floor that no one caught. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was yeah. That uh, was not bueno. Uh, something I thought you'd enjoy. Uh, I heard this week that uh, Shawn Michaels prior to the Saudi Arabia match was like, "Hey, maybe after this I'll do a match with Gargano," and then. Saudi Arabia match happened. He went, "Hey, I'm never doing anything ever again." <laughs> Good. Good. Let's yeah. uh let's let's can he text that to to mean Mark Callis? <laughs> let him uh, you know, dig into that a little bit. Yeah. Well, he can talk about it on Dead Man Talking. Oh my god. I mean, the dude's making so much fucking money from appearances yeah. and whatever this podcast or whatever is going to be that I will never listen a second to. And he's doing like, you know, do you non kayfabe think- videos with some fucking preacher in Texas? Did you see that? Yeah, what? With Casper mattresses, you too can rest in peace. No? <laughs> Using my offer code, go to casper.com slash mark. Because <laughs> that's my name. <laughs> casper.com slash dead man. <laughs> casper.com slash booger red. 
When I started in uh, Survivor Series 1991, I needed some uh, some black eyeliner, so I used Maybelline. <laughs> Go to Maybelline.com, put in code, put in code Guyliner. Rarely do I want to choke slam people, <laughs> but every time I find myself at the post office, I just want to choke slam everybody. <laughs> Since I found stamps.com, though. <laughs> you know, being a pro wrestler, we have to be comfortable when we go out into the ring. That's why I wear me undies. <laughs> go to meundies.com right now and enter in uh, promo code Paul Bearer. <laughs> and you'll get some fine quality underoos with urns all over them. You know, Conrad, the other day, <laughs> my wife Michelle said, Gotta stop wearing all those Blue Lives Matter t-shirts. It's causing issues on the internet. <laughs> so I went to Bonobos. <laughs> I have no idea where this Mark Callis voice came from, by the way. I don't know, but it's great. Oh, my God. Whew. Oh, that's rich. Hey, if you're Tube-sewed your way into savings with offer code Mark. If you've got a ginger kid with some really red hair... <laughs> You're probably worried about him getting sunburned when he's outdoors. <laughs> That's why I invite you to go to, I don't even, I was trying to think of the name of his sun lotion brand, and I got nothing. Coppertone. Coppertone. Coppertone.org. And put in promo code GINGERKID. They don't even have the .com. <laughs> Coppertone.net. <laughs> .edu. <laughs> and put in promo code Ginger Kid, and you'll be good to go. <laughs> uh, so, so on raw, <laughs> so on raw. Uh, um, we should retire the podcast. We'll yeah, exactly, exactly. We peaked right there. Uh, so on raw. Um, oh, it hurt my throat. We continued uh, the build to Brock versus Seth in a way that I was really excited about. Yeah, they fucking acknowledged OVW days and yeah. pulled up. Fucking Shelton Benjamin from Obscurity. Shelton from SmackDown. Yeah. <laughs> Obscurity. SmackDown Obscurity, yeah. Shelty B came up and uh and, and attacked uh attacked Seth from behind and they had a, a quick, fun little match. Yeah. Um, you know, Benjamin can still go. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad that he was used uh one at all. Yes. Uh and two in something that makes uh continuity sense yes um yes and it, it, a, it's it's one of those rare instances where wwe acknowledges their own yeah, past i know uh and, and not even televised past which is <laughs> yeah well mainstream televised past i right. guess if you're you know in the middle of ohio you could have seen those but if they're you know around. if they're catering to the marks then yeah no i i liked it a lot i i was always kind of bummed that duo never made it to tv because i had the best name ever the minnesota stretching crew <laughs> <laughs> i would have loved to have seen that that's a great, um, that's a great name but uh yeah hey uh, I'm all about Shelty B being thrown in randomly to this whole sure. feud. Let's yeah. let's make that happen more often. Yeah, I don't know who else they can pull out. I mean, Charlie Haas uh, is he still alive? I assume I think he is. He, I think he is. Um, uh, but I don't yeah, know what he's doing these yeah. days. But he doesn't have quite the same connection with Brock. I don't know who else they could throw out there to uh, go against Seth. As he runs the gauntlet on the way to uh, Zach Gallon. Hey, you know what? I'm for it. I'm for it. Have <laughs> Seth just beat the shit out of him with his own leg. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm for it. Well, Brock never really had many, you know, allegiances. He was yeah, yeah, the, that's uh, true. Always kind of the badass beast Heyman on his own. Much Heyman it. is it? Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah. it was it was a it was a nice touch. It was something different that made sense, and mm -hmm. it, we got a good fun match out of it. So yeah, yeah. thumbs thumbs up on that. Um, and now you've got Drew McIntyre running yeah. around trying to ruin the ruin the Shield members individually and together. Yeah. So um, he attacked Reigns because mm -hmm, I guess that's what we're building to for Mania, that, which makes sense, and that'll be yeah. a fun match. I'm, yeah. I'm for it. Uh, one of the thirty. Five matches that will take place. Yeah, at exactly. Thirty-five. They're exactly. doing a match per per. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's now a two-day festival. WrestleMania. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Coachella of professional <laughs> wrestling. Uh, yeah, I got, I got the Winnebago already. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I threw out my deodorant, so it'll be. Uh, I got a hemp necklace. <laughs> it'll be fucking perfect. I think Tiesto's playing uh, the post show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the, better the, that than Florida. In the all right? transmissions tent. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just realized, like, 
<laughs> if WWE just went with their standard grouping of musical artists, it would be the shittiest festival ever. Oh, God. F- Flowrider, MGK. Puffy. Puffy. Kid Rock. Yeah. Uncle Cracker. Ugh. Uh, saliva. Saliva. Our Lady Peace. Oh. Yeah. OLP. Uh, who else would would be in the mix? Disturbed. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. 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 Oh. Man, what did you think of their version of the Glass Shatters? Uh, I song? thought it was perfect for that era. It of totally Austin. was. Yeah. It totally was. I liked that a lot. I mean, there there are instances where bands I don't like have made wrestling themes that I love. I mean, you mentioned Saliva. Their Matt Hardy theme was amazing. <laughs> so good. So yeah. dumb, but so good. Was it Forcible Entry? Was that the one with all the new metal? Uh, I think themes so. On I there? think so. Uh, there's actually. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in a shill for a friend of mine. Uh, my buddy Steve uh, and a friend of his have a podcast called Tune Suite. Okay, where they <laughs> where they talk wrestling themes. It's actually a really fun podcast, and they just did. I think they just did a forcible entry episode. Okay, all right. How long has it been going on? Uh, just a few weeks. Okay, yeah. yeah. There's only there's only like six episodes. I was or gonna say, do they have plans for this to last a long time? And there's only so many wrestling themes, right? Uh, I don't know how long they plan on doing okay, it. It might be a limited thing, but uh, yeah, I, that's I was a fun just like, gimmick. That's that's a fun idea. Have they done a Liger episode yet? No, but goddamn, they should. How I, could I they not? I'm going to slide in those Twitter DMs and yes, recommend it later. Yes, you should. Yes. Uh, anyway, uh, what were we talking about? Wrestling? Uh, we were. We- <laughs> <laughs> talk about all of the matches that are happening at Mania. Talk about how it looks like it's gonna be Drew versus Roman, which is gonna be fun. Yep. I guess Dean may not even be on the card. Yeah, I mean, the, he kind of got <clears throat> murdered on Monday, uh, and I enjoyed that match <laughs> a lot. By the way, yeah, no, it, that, that was, was fun. A great that's, match. That's how you use a Dean Ambrose. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like he finally figured it out on his way out the fucking yeah. door. Which allegedly, you know, rumor and scuttlebutt to be believed that he's still going to be leaving um mm-hmm. that's how you know that's how the insiders uh, are reading the situation and yep. you know uh th- it's still a little fishy though the way they keep addressing it on the air because it it's is never a little really weird been addressed that way but i mean i guess you know if you're going to sell one last ride with the shield brothers then you have yeah. to right maybe that's like the big uh the big moment at the end of Mania, Seth's in the ring, Roman comes out to hug him, and Dean comes out waving a contract in the air. <laughs> and that's <laughs> when the turn happens. The yeah. turn happens at the end of Mania. Exactly. Oh, God. Well, and all right, so let's talk about uh, possible ends of Mania here. Yeah. So uh, I was talking with uh, my buddy Brandon the other night at the Thursday show, um, and we were saying about the title changes that may or may not happen at WrestleMania. Yeah. So there's the three big titles yeah. are well probably four but sorry Asuka. Uh so the three yeah, main right titles now not even on the card. Will be will be up for grabs. You got Brian and Kofi. Yeah. You've got uh, the triple threat for the women and you got Brock and Seth. uh Seth. So out of those three yeah. it seems like storyline-wise they're all kind of primed for new champs. Yeah. However, that isn't usually WWE's style. I would think of the three, Brian may retain. Okay. Because I, I, I think it's pretty much a given that Becky's going to win. Right. But and, I, I'm working myself into a fucking fervor over here thinking that Seth's not going to be Brock. And it's really it's possible. Me. It's possible. <laughs> uh, because as much as people, including us, have been saying Seth should be the guy, Seth should be the guy, Seth should be the now guy. Now back. <laughs> Well, not only A, Reigns is back, but B, it kind of feels like people are getting kind of cold on him. And I don't know I don't know why it is. It's because he hasn't been in a blockbuster match. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's I mean, a shame. the Shield match is different. That doesn't really highlight his yeah. sort of thing. When he was, you know, defending the IC, excuse me, championship in these wicked awesome multi-man matches and doing all yeah. kinds of crazy shit. The crowd was hot behind him, but he hasn't really, you know, he beat Shelton Benjamin, uh, yeah. you know, which for us was great and fun. But, you know, for the for the normal guy, it's just yeah, he's uh, just beating random just, dude from SmackDown. Yeah, exactly. So you, you, the equivalent of beating Ty Dillinger on Raw. Right. Like, <laughs> right. All right. Cool. So, yeah, I, I feel like maybe having him, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how they frame it, you know, kind of do like a. Like a Rocky esque montage sort of thing of like, all right, I need to get my shit together to beat the beast. So he like starts fighting guys increasingly larger each week to build up. Shit, to, yeah, dude. To uh, Brock Lesnar or something like that, and he can showcase his skills. The give crowd me, can give get me like a Rocky style training montage. 
Hell yeah, Rocky Four, of course. Yes, yes. yes. I want yeah. him. I want him. You know, running through Davenport in like a foot of snow. Yeah, and you know, going to his uh, coffee shop that he owns yes. there, and, and and I want Brock and beating, Les- like punching a bag of coffee beans. I want Brock Lesnar to buy a robot for Paul Heyman. <laughs> this is happy birthday, Polly. <laughs> yeah, boy, he's a robot. He's gonna say happy birthday. Yeah. Why was there a the fucking just robot in that movie? Book. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I uh, speaking of uh, Raw and WrestleMania, <laughs> as, as as you hear on in, in the background, uh, Sylvester Stallone slowly shrinks Ant Man style. So Kurt Angle punch him in the face, American hero, he's an Olympic champion, broken friggin' neck. Yeah, yeah, he's retiring at WrestleMania. Yeah, and on Monday we find out who his opponent's going to be. It's going to be me. It's going to be Rocky <laughs> Balboa. I'm going to come back and go fight Kurt Angle. Yeah. <laughs> I wish that was the out. It's an impression heavy episode of the Rock House Podcast. Put on glasses and push the guy in the neck. Held together by a rubber band and a couple uh, wooden screws. (laughs) (laughs) So, who do you think Kurt Angle is going to be going against? We're finding out Monday on Raw. Who do you think is going against the farewell match? Well. You think of some of his most notable opponents. Yes. Uh, Brock's out because he's already in a match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shane McMahon is out. He's already in a match. Yep. Um, Which I hope to God that Mrs. Dad is a special enforcer for. Oh, my God. The most fucking derpiest fucking God. That guy is literally the worst parent ever. <laughs> his son's getting destroyed, and he does absolutely nothing but stand there emotionless. Yeah, by the way, great triangle joke, Shane. Well, you know, hey, come on. He tries. <clears throat> kind of. Couldn't you just tomanize him? Come on. Yeah, it would have made more sense. Right there. Uh, but good for the Miz going into WrestleMania babyface. Yeah! You know, I'm all for that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Kurt Angle, who makes sense? I think... The match that I really want to see, and it makes at least a little bit of sense. Yes. Uh, probably more than a little bit. I think it should be Chad Gable. Okay. You're going Chad on this one. I'm going Chad on this one. Okay. So you want my my perfect world scenario nope. and no, my, yes, of course my nightmare scenario? Okay. Yeah. What do you got? Perfect world scenario, John Cena. Okay. Because John debuted against Kurt Angle. True, and true. And right now John Cena doesn't have a match. Also Although correct. Although I would like the John Cena-Samoa Joe match. They seem to be hinting toward. Yes. Nightmare scenario. Kurt Angle. Baron Corbin. Oh. Oh, God. Yep. I feel like that's the one they're building toward. Look, this is, and these are the two people who were just saying how good Corbin looked the other day. Yeah. Um, it's just... He's not of that level. Nope. No, he's not. Hell, fucking Shelton Benjamin makes more sense. They were yeah. team angle. That would make a lot more you sense. Know, bring, you know, dig up Charlie Haas. Have yeah. a, that would be a handicap match. Undead Charlie Haas. Let's throw him in there. <laughs> yeah, zombie Haas. <laughs> zombie Charlie. Yeah. Zombie Chuck. Zombie Chuck. Hey, Chuck. Hey, hey, hey. I don't know what this voice is, but I'm doing it anyway. Cat uh, did not so, like that. Sounds like an old colleague of yours. <laughs> Not gonna bury him on air. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, <clears throat> Baron Corbin definitely seems like a terrible possibility, uh, <laughs> and I really hope that's not the case. But whoever it is is gonna get the rub, you know, yeah. of of having this final match with, you know, an Olympic legend, a WWE Hall of Famer, a uh, you know, a Pittsburghian. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, it'll probably be Baron Corbin, and yeah. I'll uh, you know go to the bathroom. Either way, we have a lot of bathroom breaks in this WrestleMania. Yeah, well, dude, it's going to run 16 hours. You're going to need more than a few. (laughs) This is true. Yeah. Um, So uh, we've we've got that going on for the road to Mania. Yes. For other companies with stuff going on Mania-wise, let's talk about NXT real quick. Yes. So spoilers for NXT. I think it's the episode that airs this week anyway, so just a few days worth of spoilers. The official decision with Tommaso Ciampa and his neck injury, uh, which is a double bummer because the match DIY had on NXT TV this week was so good. It was really good. Um, 
But that was going to be the end of DIY as, you know, yeah. before the neck problems. So they had a five-way match right. between Adam Cole, Matt Riddle, uh, Velveteen, Dream. Velveteen Dream, Ricochet, and Aleister Black. That's five. Uh, and the winner of that goes was going to go to the main event of TakeOver against Johnny Gargano in a two out of three falls match. To make sure it's a definitive winner. Yes. Which I love. Yes. So uh, the main event of TakeOver Brooklyn is officially Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole Baby. for the NXT title. Which is going to be fucking dope. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. And from what I understand, um, I don't know if it's the week after or two weeks after, they did a segment where it's just the two of them in the ring. Yeah. They set up the, the title on a table. Okay. And they both talk about what the title means to them. Beautiful. And I hear it's killer promos from both guys. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a fantastic match. Right now, the card for NXT TakeOver Brooklyn is Bonkers. Well, yeah, because he just announced on NXT TV this week that it's going to be for the women's uh, NXT championship. Yeah. Shayna Baszler defending against Io Shirai, yep. Kyrie Sane, yep. and Bianca Belair. Yep. So a fatal four way for the NXT women's championship, which should be fucking off the rails. Yes, uh, I'm. I will avoid spoilers for the tag team sitch. for the tag team, sitch. but it's going to be awesome. Yeah, there's an awesome tag team title match and an awesome North American title match. Yes, that got set up also. Also correct. Uh, yeah, but while Walter against Pete Dunne, which should be yeah. insanely good. Yeah. And then you're telling me I'm getting this two and a three falls match on top of it. I mean, mwah. every time we say they could they top the last one, they yeah. find a way to at least on paper right now. We're still, you know, three weeks out. And whatever, right. But uh, yeah, on paper, it's going to be killer. So, yeah, they they took a bad situation. and I think they're going to make the best out of it. Who you got, Cole or Gargano? Well, boy. I don't know. I, I I keep I keep clinging on to this hope that Undisputed Era is going to get called up and start mm-hmm. you know destroying people on the main roster, and I think without Champa being involved, Gargano up to the main roster just turns Gargano into another guy. Yeah. So I'm kind of leaning towards Gargano finally busting that nut and winning yes. the NXT Championship. He'll complete the well, actually yeah that yeah that'll be the uh, the trifecta of titles down in NXT. Uh, yeah, he was tag champ and then North, North American. American champ, and then this will be NXT champ. So um, he'll be the first triple crown winner of mm-hmm. NXT mm-hmm. for the guy who's kind of you know carried helped carry the brand on his back. Johnny the past NXT, years. Johnny Takeover. Yeah, so uh, I'm leaning towards that. Uh, although I, I would not be surprised to see Cole, you know. Pick it up. I'm thinking Gargano wins and they run it back at the, I think it's supposed to be June takeover, May takeover, whenever right. the next one's supposed to be. I, I think, uh, no, it's it's going to be separate from Money in the Bank, weirdly enough. Oh. Uh, yeah. They're, they're just doing a random one in the middle of okay. middle of this summer. Cool. Um, <laughs> just on its own. Right. Uh, I think it's supposed to be in San Jose. Uh, anyway, uh, okay. um, I think Cole wins it. At that one, I think they run it back, and Cole okay. wins there. All right. Um, because as much as I'd like, you know, the undisputed era call up with freaking Kyle O'Reilly working Evolve Mania weekend, I don't know if they're in line for a call up anytime soon. Oh. I, don't, I don't think they put a call up guy in, sure in they Evolve could. that close. R- Ricochet just said Evolve not that long ago. Yeah, but remember their call up was just like a random. You know, they decided on a Saturday they're calling up on Monday. Nah, yeah. I don't see the problem we'll see. with it. We'll see. I mean, you and I have talked about it before, how badly we both want them on yes. on the main roster. So, you know. Although uh, we say that now, and then two months in where they're, you know, yeah. in a weird well, sanity we situation. We want them on the main roster with a storyline. Yes. Uh, Don't sanity them. So also, the other big show, Mania Weekend, is the MSG show, which, yes. of course, your boys are going to. Yes. Uh, we are getting closer and closer to seeing how that is coming together with yeah. the New Japan Cup deciding uh, who's going for the IWGB title. Continuing on, some big shocks in that so far. Uh, Abushi and Naito went against each other in the main round. Or first round. First round. Yeah. Uh, with Abushi beating Naito in a crazy match. You have to watch that one. Yeah, that one's real good. Um and then just last night in another great match, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. beat Abushi. So Abushi is not going to be oh, in the main event. Damn. Yeah. Uh, so I think next is Okada, Zack Sabre Jr. Should be that's great. That's going. Um, but yeah, that should be amazing. And then coming off of the Ring of Honor 17th anniversary show, we have an idea of what they're putting on. So 
the 17th anniversary show uh, inexplicably had a one-hour draw between Jay Lethal and Matt Taven, which I can't describe a match I want to see less. One hour of Matt Taven wrestling? Yeah. <laughs> what? Why? Yeah. Ooh. Not only did it go an hour, but because of that, they announced two matches were removed from the pay-per-view. Which, hey, kayfabe-wise, so, I get it. They they cut two matches from the show. This wasn't planned? I have no idea. Who the fuck is booking this shit? Delirious? <laughs> Wait, okay, okay, hold on. So, that was... It was, so, so there it was, was the main bo- event, though, right? It, they put it in the middle of the show. So what happened was it ran an hour. They cut, okay. they cut a tag match with Lifeblood against uh, the other members of the kingdom. Okay, well, that's not that And they loss. cut Jonathan Gresham against Silas Young. That's a bummer. Yes. So Mr. Jordan Grace is great. Yes, he's fantastic. Yeah. Um, like, he's actually got a couple of matches Mania Weekend that I really want to see. Um and hopefully he's on the MSG show yeah. and not just in the Rumble. Um, that lag has got to win. Yes. Fingers and toes crossed on yes. that. Uh, so, yeah, they went an hour. I can't imagine watching an hour of Matt Taven wrestling. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, the Vegas crowd loved it by the end, but still, hour of Matt Taven. Don't want it. So, after the match, Marty Skrull came out. Right. Stole the Ring of Honor title. Okay. So, they set up that at the MSG show... It's going to be Jay Lethal versus Matt Taven versus Marty Skrull in a ladder match at MSG. Okay. Which could be fun. Yeah. Still don't give a shit about Matt Taven, though. I, I don't know anybody who does. Aside from us, I talked to my buddy Mark and asked him. We we have the same thoughts on Matt Taven. And I yeah. saw a buddy, uh, Adam, at the Thursday show. Yeah. And I was like, okay, am I missing something on Matt Taven? He's like, no. And this, yeah. and he's like you. He's he's like old school Ring of Honor. He's yeah, been yeah, down yeah. since since day one ish. Um, yeah. So he knows, you know, what's going on. And I was like, maybe I'm missing something. We're missing something on Matt Taven. He's like, yeah. no, I don't get it either. So, so OG five thirty eight likes Matt Taven. If one of you like Matt Taven, unsubscribe. Just, just walk away. Explain yourself first. Yes, yes please. Then unsubscribe. Get, get at us in the tweets. Don't send those to at Sentai Cruise. I actually want to hear a reason why people like Matt Taven. He's a man who uses Melvin as an insult. Uh, also on the MSG show, officially announced, Bully Ray will have a street fight against someone. He just did an open challenge for a street fight. Okay. Well, it won't be Mega Ran, even though he interrupted him yes. on uh, <laughs> the 17th anniversary. You know how show. you're talking about your bathroom breaks? <laughs> I got mine. <laughs> uh, it depends on who shows up. Yes. If it's Ishii, <laughs> well, then. <laughs> yeah. That, then, then, uh, then the pants are coming off. Then and it's hitting, fucking hitting the go time, baby. Yes. yes. Uh, the human shoulder, Ishii. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With literally, I, I can't think of a cooler nickname. Than the Stone Pitbull. Oh, it's great! Like, is there anything that makes you sound more badass? Than and that? I also love that his entrance music sounds like the stock music you would hear in an ad introducing a brand new car. <laughs> <laughs> like, his, when his music hits, there's like this bass line. Yeah. I'm already always pitching the new Ford Fiesta. <laughs> um, Why can't they like? You know, it'd be great if they had like baby metal play somebody. <laughs> I would be so fucking into uh, that. Uh, well, I mean, hey, at least that that type of like stock. Music vibe is different than the typical RPG final boss or Mega Man theme yeah. that I'm used to from Japanese wrestling. It's still kind of great, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, still not as good as Eric Rowan wearing a Power Wolf shirt on SmackDown. Achieving, <laughs> I, I achieved Nirvana in that state, seeing <laughs> Eric Rowan wear a Power Wolf shirt on national TV. I was so overcome with joy. I'm just glad that so far he's avoided any white supremacist metal <laughs> bands. I feel like we are. Well, Power Wolf is German. But they're not. Uh, no, that's not. That's not them. Also for MSG, uh, <laughs> it's now going to be uh, villain enterprises of PCO and Brody King uh-huh. against the God because they beat the Briscoes for Which, the tag titles. So actually, kind of a letdown for me. Uh, I was looking forward yeah. to seeing the the Tongans and the uh, the Briscoes brawl and scrap. I heard the Briscoes uh, villain enterprises match was sick. Um, I saw some ridiculous shit that PC. He did like a backdrop onto the apron. Like, 51 years old. Dude, you're gentlemen. a fucking maniac. Stop it. Yeah. And it's... apparently uh, Jay Briscoe's head basically exploded at some point. Jesus. 
Yeah, he's he's always been a crazy juicer, but yeah, yeah, apparently this was particularly noticeable. And then the match, which in and of itself is kind of a New Japan Cup spoiler, but fuck it, the match is going to be so fucking dope. It's going to be uh, Jeff Cobb okay. against Will Ospreay. Oh. Title for title. Oh. Yeah. All right. I, I hadn't heard that. ROH TV title against the never, never open, open weight. Yeah. Okay. That All should right. be hot fucking Hell yeah. Fire. Yeah. Hell yes. Yeah. Yeah. Love me some Cobb. Love me some Osprey. Yeah, I mean it's a it's the perfect match. You got the the big powerhouse against Flippy Dippy. Oh fuck yeah! I'm in, yeah. I'm in on that. I'm in on that. And then we got the uh, new or the uh, the uh, Ring of Honor Rumble. Yep, happening. Um, the IWGP Junior Title three way of uh, Bandito, Bandito Dragon Lee, and Is it uh, no, it's Dragon Lee and uh, Taiji Ishimori. Oh yeah, Ishimori. That's it. Uh, and I know that because they had started announcing meet and greet guys, we're also going to see Sho and Yo there. We're going to see um, Bushi and Shigo Takagi from Lij. Okay. All right. That's on top of the already announced Naito uh, Tanahashi. Evil, is Evil or Evil and Sonata um, there? I can't recall. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Evil and Sonata against the Briscoes. That would be fucking dope. Yeah, or yeah. Show and Yo too. Yeah, yeah. No, that would be uh, all of it. Sounds good. I like the Briscoes. I like the Briscoes are kind of garbage human beings, but I love seeing them beat the fuck oh, out of people. They are incredible wrestlers <laughs> and terrible humans. <laughs> You know what? That can just be kind of like the subtitle of every single pro wrestler. <laughs> Credible wrestler, terrible human. Not all of them. Almost not all Becky them. Lynch. No, no, no. She she's awesome. She's a peach. Ronnie though. What about okay? So who's left in the New Japan Cup? Uh God, I'd have to bring it up um, because I know Okada and Tana. I know this morning they had, and it's a match I really want to see. They had Sonata and Suzuki go against each oh. other. Um, and that's a match I really want to see. Yeah, that's a good that's a good combo there. Uh, and they also had uh, Toroyano against um, Colt Cabana. Oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah, which I heard was hysterical. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, it, I know we've got Zack Saber Jr. We've got Tanahashi. I I feel like there's got to be a bracket somewhere. Would they do ZSJ versus? Um... Uh, Jay White. That feels like something they would normally do. Like a like as of last year when they were like, "Oh, we're going to the state. Let's book the white guys against each other." Yeah, but that's kind of not the reason I want to. Yeah, I, I want to see a New Japan show. Let's see New Japan because they're kind of. I mean, you know, Tanahashi just had his his role with it, so I don't, I don't really see Tanahashi uh, getting the shot. Okada is always a a present, very present option uh, for a main event match. Mm-hmm. Um, Naito's out, Ibushi's out. Okay. I was really, I was, I was hooking my carriage to Ibushi here. Um, so it looks like our quarterfinal matches are Ishii versus Yoshihashi. Okay. Uh, Osprey versus Okada. Ooh. Tanahashi versus Zack Saber Jr. and Sonata versus Colt Cabana. Okay, so Sonata's getting through there. <laughs> yeah. Um, Zack Sabre Jr., he won the cup last year. So, I mean, I, I'd say the odds are good he goes to the finals. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if the finals is Zack Sabre Okada. Yeah, that 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 makes a bit of sense. And then yeah. Okada probably pulls it out. I think it's smart having Okada in the main event for and, the title. And it pays off the story with him and Jay White. Yeah. So I, I think the likelihood is it's going to be Okada winning the whole thing. And I mean, we'll get full Rainmaker entrance at MSG. Yeah, you know I'm going for those fake dollars. Hell yeah, brother! <laughs> I'm going for those fake dollars. I'll, I will punch a white dude I'll with a neck super beard. Super kick somebody's grandma. Oh wait, there's no. Gotta, not, not going to be any women there. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> it's gonna. Will there ever cargo be a, shorts as far as the eye can see? Will there ever be a time when the the Madison Square Garden smells that bad? <laughs> Then at the end of this New Japan Ring of Honor show. Yeah, not even the dog show smells no, that bad. No, no, no. The, the dog show is a fucking uh, uh, L'Oreal the fucking uh, commercial next to, the, next to our sweaty, fat, bearded asses. My butt sweats. <laughs> you know, Chris, if you smell bad, maybe you need to switch over to me, undies. They're antimicrobial, and they put the tombstone on your butt stink. <laughs> You're drawing mud all over the place, brother. (laughs) The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast. 
The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. And Marty. Follow us at RoughHouseSGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at YouTube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J two one n lowercase w capital g lowercase k capital p m lowercase l capital d n seven lowercase c three lowercase r lowercase f u v q this is the, the rough, house, rough podcast. house uh podcast with justin and christoph that's it fuck christoph he's terrible with his information the preceding presentation was brought to you by the realm network Are you a retired professional wrestler? Have you traded in your boots for bingo? Given up walking the ropes for walking to the garden? Hung up your mask for some Metamucil? Are you working on that fifth hip replacement? Then Uncle Wrinkle Pie's Wrestler Retirement Home is right for you. Enjoy our pets room with Coco Beware's bird Frankie and Damien Jake the Snake's pet Python. Take advantage of complimentary dental work from Isaac Yankum DDS and work out with Disco Inferno's dance classes. If you get sad or lonely, just go down the hall to Doink the Clown's room, where he and Dink will cheer you up and help you remember the days of yore when you were doing swanton bombs off the top of steel cages. Our media room plays nothing but David Arquette films. Plus, we have Erwin R. Scheister on staff to take care of your taxes, Henry O. and Phineas I. Godwin to teach you gardening, and the Brooklyn Brawler to job to you for that little extra self-esteem boost. Uncle Wrinkle Pie's Wrestler Retirement Home is now accepting applications. Applicants must be able to cut a promo against Bastion Booger, Superkick Hornswoggle, and DDT the Gobbledygooker.